0: You can tell her, you can tell her
1: anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Yo, what's up, confidants? It's your girl, Father in the Oh my goodness, I know. We didn't have an episode last week. It was just a lot. It was election week um, for... Reasons I won't get into now, um, a lot of personal stuff was going on. It's a wild time, and I do apologize for leaving you guys hanging. I even had like a whole schedule ready to go. I was like, I'm going to do God Confessions during election week to make everyone feel good, and then, well, just thrown a curveball, but it's over now. I'm recording this. Today is Tuesday, November 9th. No, it's November. Wow, I can't. It's November 10th. Look, I'm just getting my brain back. It's November 10th, um, but we are in a uh, post-Biden victory world, which uh, I got to say, feels great to say. Um, It's very nice to be able to say that because the reality is, I remember last week, it was very uncertain. Even when things started to feel like it was getting there, I just remember how it felt in 2016 to get on a plane. Yep, I was on. An overnight plane, red eye to New York. When I got on the plane, um, Hillary still had good chances. When I got off, Trump was the president. What a nightmare! So, I was very much holding my breath this year. Um, something I've been telling people is that even when things are scary, to to realize that, like, like okay, I don't know if this makes sense. Please let me know if if, it, if you hate it or you want me to clarify it or you're just like I disagree strongly because. This is something I've been telling myself and so far it's been working for me, but I'd love to refine it to you know, include other people's points of view. But I've been saying I don't really love when people always say it's going to be okay because you know, I've been in situations, I'm sure some of you have as well, where things didn't end okay. But you're still alive, right? And that's good, I guess, in a way, is it? It's subjective, but to me, now I've realized what I've been saying to myself is you will get to where you want to go but it is going to be hard. I think nobody likes to talk about how hard it is to get through things um, but I do now believe so far, I mean the fact that I'm alive means that I have technically made it through all the hardest parts of my life but it still continues to be hard. So when I frame it that way it makes it a little bit easier for me to um, sort of handle, <laughs> handle the very overwhelming uh, future but If I look back, there are a lot of things that have gotten considerably better. It's just that there never was a moment when it became easy. And I don't know that if it ever will be. So if that helps you frame your life, um, good. If it doesn't, I don't know, tell me what gets you through. But here I go, Um, I promised a good confession episode. And I really wanna just take a break and highlight some good confessions. So that's what I'm going to do today. Uh, We are so backed up but we've got some great ones and truly I feel like this is a nice way to highlight just how long this freaking year has been because um, really hasn't been that many months but oh my gosh as you'll hear through these different good confessions a lot of time has passed uh, in that we've all gotten much older uh, hopefully wiser but definitely emotionally drained Um, just so many events have happened so Let's get into our first good confession. Uh, as always, if you, the listener, my confidants, want to submit one, I'm always happy to hear from you. Whether you want me to play it on the podcast or not, or you just want to tell me, or you want to talk to me, you can email me, tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. Or, you know, just send me a little DM, although, admittedly, I'm, I'm not as great on my phone. As I used to be, because now that I work from home, I try to not have my phone on me at all times, which means that I miss your DMs, and I apologize. I'm great with email. Look, I'm a Virgo moon. Email is always going to be my love language. Apologies, if that may- makes me sound very outdated, like a dinosaur. Um, but yes, you can always DM me at Larissa T or at Tell Me Anything Pod and oh i guess i'll make this announcement why not um thank you everyone who bought these cancel me daddy hats i truly did not know what to expect i basically tested this out as a way that was like look if nobody buys it i will lose money but it's not going to be the end of the world and uh, i only have one left very amazing i will say because of the way i did it to hedge my bets pretty much broke even but just very happy that there's confidants out there wearing the hats Um, but if anyone once one more uh, hat I don't know if I'll ever make them again just because you know I feel like I have other ideas I want to do so there's one more spankin new uh, Cancel Me Daddy hat left in the inventory um, so if you want to buy that it's at TeresaLeeComedy.com shop as long as it's up there it's available um, basically I won't take payment from you if it's not available so in the strange chance that two people click buy at the same time um, I guess first come first serve. Hopefully, if you want one, you'll get one. Um, Great. What else did I want to say? Oh, yes. Okay. Let's get into our good confession. Um, Here we go. So this first one comes from Stevie Wayne. You might remember from a few months ago. um, We talked about how um, her boyfriend helped her come out, and it was very, very moving to hear that story. It's just, um, just to be able to hear. I don't know. I love hearing about supportive partners because... Emotions, life, identity, sexuality, all that's so complicated, but to have supportive people around you who love you and care for you, even as your relationship with them changes, it's just so heartwarming. Stevie's good confession was about how her script got an eight on the blacklist, which is huge. I think the fact that she finished a feature film script is already an accomplishment. That's enough to brag about. The reality is everybody says they want to write scripts, um, and it's just, it's just, once again, hard. You can do it, but you just have to put in the time. So really Cool. Uh, congrats to Stevie. And then not only did she finish, but then she was able to put it out there, vulnerable, get feedback. And it was great feedback. So um, I really like that. Enjoy.
2: Um, well, good confession, good confession. I mean, this isn't like a confession. I get well, I don't know. it doesn't happen. Like, it's I, like I, a
1: humble breath. I call it a good confession, but it could be like something you like, something you did today that made you happy.
2: It's very, yeah, very loose. <laughs> Those are all really nice things. I got I, one of my scripts got an eight on the blacklist. Oh, my God. That congratulations. That's me, huge. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, it's taken six years to write something good. So. But that's <laughs> it's the that's when,
1: you know, it's like I used to be like, I want to do something overnight and have it be good. And then I was like, that wouldn't feel right, good. Yeah. Like the thing that you spend a lot of time on and gets there, and yeah. you know, is good. That's the one you want to like take you
2: totally yeah Yeah. it's been like like a dream for sure of just like taking writing classes and banging my head against the wall and just being like will i ever be good so it's nice to have
1: like a sense of
2: validation
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i've seen your stand-up i've seen your writing in that sense and it's good so uh that's exciting though it's always nice to be validated by uh the industry and yeah people don't know what the blacklist is it's a very prestigious list of uh scripts that's like basically you have to be like stamp of approval from a select number of readers yeah yeah it's
2: like one to ten and like uh, anything under an eight is like difficult to sell slash it's you need to work on it so i've definitely put scripts up and have gotten fives is what i'm saying and so it's nice to like have it
1: in a nice it's actually good to have a progression though i mean i don't know i'm very much like that because i feel like every step of my career has been so minuscule that it never feels like it's going anywhere but when i look back i'm like well i feel it better now than i did five years ago But i've never had like that big sort of thing and in a way i'm grateful for it because it's uh yeah it's made me kind of be like well i will constantly have to push this rock up yeah Next up, I like this good confession a lot. I talked to Troy Walker. Um, Really fun listening back to Troy's episode now because we did talk about the moderates and Democrats, and he really talked about how he was like, I like Joe Biden. And that was right around the time everyone was just, you know, especially in comedy, uh, full on shitting on him and not for no reason. Admittedly, I think part of being a public figure is you should be able to be criticized um constructively so um that's not me taking sides i'm just saying it was really fun to talk to troy because troy talked about um how he was a centrist democrat and as a black american how funny it was for him to have white people yell at him for supporting biden and the irony of people yelling at him when um kamala was chosen as his VP and he was like hello Um, but the idea is that it's the you know the world is not binary it's not black and white literally so I really enjoy hearing everybody's point of views and um, at the end of the day there is a needle that moves towards progress but we would be mistaken to assume everybody is a monolith. So I really enjoyed this conversation with Troy. His good confession was all about how he was actually getting a lot done in quarantine. I really relate. Um, if you don't already follow him, go follow Troy. He has been, well, I don't know if he's still doing it, but a few months ago he was painting and it was just so delightful to to see that on his stories. Um, I think we all found ways to keep ourselves, a little bit sane and just creative um me as a stand-up comedian who cannot perform have admittedly started having dreams yep all this week currently this week november 2020 dreams about doing open mics like not even the good kind you know what i mean like my brain is now telling me remember good shows and then it's like remember bad shows it's like i miss even those so um (laughs) props to troy for finding a way to stay sane during the quarantine
3: um, I kind of enjoy quarantine.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a little sheepish in the, in the execution there, but what, well, so I'm sensing that you feel, are you ashamed of liking it? I mean, I think that's, a uh, totally a fine opinion to have.
3: Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't want it to sound insensitive because mm-hmm. so many people are having... A really tough time. Do
1: you enjoy the part where people are sick? No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Yeah,
3: well that part for sure. Uh You no, enjoy really being weird. alone
1: and uh having time for yourself? I like that and
3: I kind of like the like yeah, there's like a little less pressure mm-hmm. on stuff and it's kind of um you know, oh s- stay in your house and watch TV, don't threaten me with a good time. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Have <laughs> you like seen little... uh Palm Springs? I mean, this is not no. a movie podcast, but I guess anyone listening, but you especially, I think would like it. I just watched it. I love it. And it reminded yeah. me of the good, good parts of quarantine, but also the anxieties it creates.
3: But no, I haven't watched it at all. Do you, um, have you
1: heard of it or do you know what it I've is? heard? Okay. I've heard
3: like people being like, oh, Palm Springs is great yeah. or, you know, um, but I I haven't had a chance to watch it yet.
1: Uh, well, now you got all this time. <laughs> I do
3: have, yeah, there's time and like, I don't know, I'm starting to be like, I need to get like creative. I need to start like making shit again because I've been just sitting in here getting fat <laughs> and <like> ordering shit.
1: <laughs> I feel like the that that's part of the point of like, I mean, I'm with you in that horrible conditions to be in, but the positives of quarantine,, uh, there are a lot of positives. just like when we were not in quarantine, there are a lot of negatives and positives. And I think, um, one of the positives I found is just learning like how to just understand myself more. And I think statements like, cause I, I also say that I, this is not a criticism. It's more like i am hearing myself in it when you said I need to be more creative. Cause I literally think that all the time, Ah, oh, I need to start doing this. I need to start doing this. But I feel like the one plus side of quarantine is realizing like, no, I don't need to do anything. I could, if I wanted to, but I am like, there's no teacher or like principal who's like, you gotta do, like, you are that to yourself. So you could say, like, I wanna do this, but I feel like it's still you wanting to. So I don't know if that helps frame it a little. Like, you have no pressure, because if you do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. And that's kind of it.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but I think, like, one of the things about, especially being in LA, mm-hmm. as you well know, is, uh, you know, in the before times,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. like
3: there would be stuff I would want to do. Like sure. maybe I would get home from work and I would want to just hang out
1: mm-hmm. or
3: I'd want to just, you know, play video games or watch a movie or whatever. And there would be this like pressure of like, mm. you can't do that. You need to go to something. You need to get out. You need to go to something. You need to like work on that thing you need yeah. to do, so, you know you know what i mean you need to be writing jo- like something uh because it just always feels like you're on the wheel all yeah time. and quarantine like ended all of that yeah cause it's like because <laughs> there's such a thing here of like everybody else is hustling i need to be hustling yes and then quarantine was like everybody's sitting the fuck down
0: <laughs> so yeah
3: I, so i get to kind of and i think what I've been trying to think of is like, you know, cause I'll have like friends who are like freaked out, especially like friends who, you know, those people who are like really unhappy if they're not busy.
1: Mm, you're talking you know I mean? to one of those people. <laughs>
3: huh?
1: You're talking to one of those people. Oh yeah.
3: Where they're like, but like the way I think of it is like, when this is all over and yeah. it will be at some point, there will probably never again, in our lives via time
0: mm-hmm. we're,
3: we're forced to just stay still like for yes the rest of your life for all of the rest of your life all of your days <laughs> as soon as it's over there will always be movie theaters to go to restaurants to go to parties to go to uh-huh. shows to do things to hang out with people blah 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 blah. there'll be all this other stuff to do and you will have to force yourself to make time yes. to take a break This is probably the only time in your life
1: Hmm.
3: where you you have to sit
0: down and chill.
1: next good confession is with my good friend Liz McGee we met in New York if you listen to this episode you know all about our relationship um Liz and I got even closer this year when she moved to LA and we really just you know in LA it's hard to keep in touch because we don't have the proximity that the New York comedy scene does but um, it makes it all the more special when you do meet up with your friends so I feel that even though my network's gotten smaller just by nature of being busier with a uh, you know writing job and um traveling more for shows rather than being out every night to do mics and shows. Uh, I've had to make more of a concerted effort to see my friends. So I really, really value my friends that, um, have been able to meet up and even the ones that don't, everybody's busy, you know? So it's, it's not, it's not to put a quantity on it, but Liz is one of those people that this year I've been able to fortunately, um, well, pre pandemic see more. And then during the pandemic, keep in touch via zoom. And you know, we did some outdoor hikes and, and things like that. So I, absolutely love her good confession Uh, she talks about her experience losing her virginity and how unique that was um, in a way that she didn't realize was not typical of most um I guess most women like that she knows um and I really enjoyed it it's kind of funny and I then shared a bit about my boyfriend who uh I you know ran by him that it was okay to post this but um he talked about the first time he got a blowjob that he also went down on the girl and i was like do you know how special that is um you might be the only man i've ever met who has done that so i really like this this just made me happy this little clip so i mean in a way it's her good confession but maybe my good confession too enjoy i when i lost my
0: virginity mm-hmm. i was on top <laughs> and I, ever since I saw Ladybird, I'm realizing that's unique, or like, at least, um, uh, I just just, I, I think it's interesting, I never even thought about how it would happen differently, <laughs> like, yeah, I, hmm. I was like, oh yeah, this is how you, I don't know, um, I think it's interesting how, um, it was such a scene in Ladybird Bird, and I feel like that was the first time I oh. heard that dialogue, and I was like, oh, this is that a weird thing? Is
1: that a unique thing? Is that not what everyone thinks? I don't know. I love that. I, yeah, that's so interesting. I guess, because I feel like, uh, well, I lost my virginity so late because so I had already, like, sort of, the the, the the scariness was over. But, like, yeah, I guess part of it is, that, lo, or what is it, logistically, I feel like mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's probably more comfortable. I think that why, mm-hmm. because it's probably... Uh, more more painful i don't know but then i'm like i don't know maybe not i mean, it's a natural thing so if you know what you're mm-hmm. doing uh but yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was
0: i was also later like i used to have a joke that i didn't have sex in high school because i would just listen to ludicrous lyrics and be like <laughs> oh i'm not i'm not ready um, <laughs> oh my god That's and, well so funny. I, I was i felt like overwhelmed by it and i wasn't really dating in high school mm. and then in college i just i had i was all so heads up I was like 18, and I was like, I have to do this. And so I think maybe it was
1: because of how, like... It was a natural right. progression. You weren't pressured into it. So then your body does yes. take over at that point. It's like, it exactly. wants it. Like, I, was like, mm-hmm. I was like, you have to take this.
0: It wasn't like I let this happen. It was like, I'm taking
1: this. You weren't um, a shy flower. You were like yes. a, a bumblebee pollinating <laughs> the queen bee. <laughs> And, um, and it was very similar to the lady burglar. Like,
0: he came in, like, four seconds. It was like,
1: oh, this is what I... Okay. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. So, was it his first time, too? Or was he just like, no. I guess... Okay. No, I feel like a guy would, guy would just guy. be like, let's. Wh- I'm cool with whatever's happening at this point. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was talking to my boyfriend last night because we were just, like... Ex- I mean, we were sad, too, but we were exchanging just, like, childhood nostalgia stories. So, I was, like, asking about the first time he saw a girl naked. And he um, said that he went down on her. And I was like, do you know how unique that is? I'm almost like, nobody should know this. <laughs> don't tell that's people this. Time. You're going to have so many DMs. Like, yeah. That's I was like, that's time. unique, and people don't do that. <laughs>
0: I'm like, wow.
1: That is unique, <sighs> people don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, maybe I won't leave that in. No. Um, <laughs> stay away. No,
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's a, it, it takes
0: put like in a very positive light. I don't know why you yeah, keep that in. Yeah, I know, but
1: I'm like, uh, I can't fight these hoes off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's not a healthy way. I'm changing my views. All the hoes, please feel free. I, all the hoes are allowed. I'm very open, you know. <laughs> I've, I've changed my views. I'm not a jealous bitch. <laughs> All the hoes are allowed. Uh, my boyfriend brings all the hoes to the yard. Whatever. Update that song. Whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the new Polly way. I don't know if I'm fully poly, but I'm definitely on board with the the openness thinking of like, let's talk about it. And then when I'm mad, I'll tell you. Like, I can't guarantee I won't get mad, but I'll tell you. Don't, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you know um, I love, right? Going up, roll off the tongue, like I, you and I, I run away, cause uh, you and I, you and I. You and I you and okay next
1: lying. up we have my comedy quarantine co-host dominique jelen dominique and i met in the bay area i'm so happy to have gotten so much closer to her this year doing comedy quarantine that's one of the you know this this the few pros of being in lockdown is that we've been able to strengthen some of our more remote relationships and Dominique is one of those people I really treasure and value um having grown closer to this year um so her good confession is that she it's very simple I like how simple it is it's just a, a earthly pleasure it's about cookies for breakfast and to me when I'm feeling the most down like it's nice to get in my head and you know plan for the future and take a class and study for grad school but at the end of the day Sometimes you just need a little sugar rush or you just need to like, you know, work it out on the pole. I have a pole in my house and when I'm sad, I'll just dance on it. It's truly the most effective way to in, like, create endorphins in that moment. I highly recommend jumping up and down when you're sad. Uh, as stupid as that sounds, it really works. So enjoy. This is Dominique Jellin.
4: Yes, my good confession is that I for sure had cookies for breakfast today.
1: <gasps> oh my god, um, that's such a good confession. What kind of what think, kind of cookies? I
4: have, uh, so I went to Safeway late last night, and there were these cookies that my mom used to get as like a splurge cookies, and they're like are they the sugar ones? No, no, no. Oh. They they they're boxed cookies, mm. and it's called the Petit Quillier or like the <gasps> Little Schoolboy in English. <sighs> Yeah, and it's just a biscuit with, like, milk chocolate on top. I get the milk chocolate ones. Um, and if I'm not careful, I'll just, like, kill a box in oh one sitting. So I
1: God.
4: did a half box last night and a half box this morning. Uh, and you know what? No regrets. It's, it was delightful.
1: I love that because you said that, and I know exactly what I'm about. But also, I love Petit écolier cookies growing up. But then when I studied abroad in France for a semester and when I was there – Again, dumb, not like they're not like the thing you get in France. It just happened to. I was a 19-year-old trying to find familiarity. So when I saw them in the grocery store and they're cheap, cheap there, I bought a bunch. And for like the whole semester, it was like one of those things where it's like almost a joke problem, but it was like I was living by myself with a cat I got from a cemetery. It's truly a nightmare. But I would eat these cookies like I would buy a box and the, that day I'd finish it and then I'd be like, oh, I have to wait a few days before I get another. But you know, then I. would to the point where I was like it's probably fine but I definitely feel like I'm eating an absurd amount of these boxes of cookies and then it it was at a certain point I I had to be like okay there's something there's something going on like Uh, uh, these cookies feel like love or something because I can't stop eating them
4: (laughs) it starts to feel a little compulsive like I just it's hard for me to like I think there was a point in time when I could just eat one but the pandemic has brought about like any compulsive tendencies that I've ever had are amplified right now. And so these cookies apparently are one of them. I'm also like counting all day. I don't Mm. know about you, but like all my ticks are coming back. So like I I have my favorite numbers. And so I do two, four, 16, 32, 64 for reasons that I can go into at some point. But they sound
2: like,
1: yeah, very like uh, even numbers. Like, I don't know how to describe it. That's not the, but I know what you mean. There's a, there's a vibe to the numbers yeah. you described. Oh, yeah, oh,
4: I can definitely walk you through. Here's,
1: okay, so, you know, Sorry, this, this wasn't- inter- No, 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 I love this because even as you're saying that, I think we like are on the same level a little bit because I- I'm already understanding you and I'm like, let me break it down for the audience. But <laughs> the what you said just made me realize like, nobody's ever classified people this way because we classify, we'll be like, favorite color, astrology sign, but I bet- If you ask people are you odd or even without context people have an answer do you know what i mean like you saying that i'm like you're even i'm definitely i I know to my core i'm odd and i don't know i'm just like one (laughs) three seven five thirteen like that's boom comfort like so funny it's just i don't know what that is but i feel it (laughs) it's it's something i mean are you an odd or even we gotta maybe we tweet that out and just see what people say you
2: might think i'm crazy the way I've been craving If I put it quite plainly Just give me the babies So what you're doing tonight Better stay doing you right Watching movies But we ain't seen
1: anything Okay, we have a few more left. This is such a good episode. I mean, not to like... I don't know. I've just been so so fortunate that even during this very strange, difficult time when there are days where I just stare at the wall for five hours, that I've been able to um, connect to people I admire and and look up to and I find very, very funny and um, just admire. Yeah, I already said admire. You guys know, you guys know how much I fan girl over my, my guests, but just looking at this set of guests right now, I'm like, wow, truly amazing. I'm really a huge fan of everyone in this uh, episode, so This next guest, uh, I actually have never personally met, but we just like clicked online right away. And I know that if I lived in New York, we would have met and we would have clicked. And I say click, it's like, we would have either become friends or like hated each other for a while, which is also a compliment because she's so funny and so hot that my ego would have gotten in the way. And so I'm really glad that being online, I got to kill my ego and just get to know her as, uh, as the beautiful person she is that's me making fun of myself my ego does get in the way but truly that is something i'm working on so i like this good confession a lot from hannah burner uh you may know her from the show summer house and she also is the host of a bravo show right now um so she's like blowing up having her moment um and just such a genuine warm person i just really really like her vulnerability and honesty and she talks about dating someone she actually likes. And I really relate to this, especially having lived in New York for a long time, you start to be almost like proud of your battle scars of, of just dating shitty people. And I say shitty, I'm not, you know, everyone's going through their own thing. I'm sure I've, I've been that shitty person to someone else, but it's just that it's hard to find the right match, right? The right compatibility and you sort of ignore a lot of the red flags um, because you're just so lonely. When in reality, I think when you find Like in L.A. now, if I meet someone and it doesn't work out, we just more quickly amicably decide that this isn't going to work out instead of jumping into each other's arms, pretending that we're soulmates. So that's what I mean when I say shitty. I don't mean all of my exes are shitty. I mean that we really probably on both sides blinded ourselves to the fact that we wanted to be together and therefore found ways to hurt each other when we weren't honest with ourselves. So what I love about this is Hannah just admits that she's happy in a relationship. And just being embarrassed to be happy is like so New York that um, I really wanted to play this for you guys because it's like, so the one thing you should be proud of, but I totally relate to that. Enjoy. This is Hannah Burner.
5: I think a positive c- confession right now is I actually like met a guy that I'm seeing <sighs> and I kind of, and I like, actually he's my boyfriend. I should, <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm like kind of no, like him no i can tell you're the together. avoidant
1: one okay no
5: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he's older and he's like yeah like i like this i know what's happening i'm good and i don't mean to be like the cold-hearted bitch but i'm like you know, I'm more fresh in terms of, like, not trusting people. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I'm seeing someone new. That's my humble brag.
1: That's great. And especially during a pandemic, I feel like it's actually weirdly a good time. Like, I low-key got in a relationship during quarantine as well. Someone I had started dating before, but not official till after. And I kind of think quarantine is a good time to heal trauma. But nobody's really talking about it. But it is, it is like, a time when you have to, like, face it, you know?
5: So. Yeah, we're all stuck, like, alone with our own thoughts. And yeah. I think... People, it's quarantine speeds up things, I think. So, like, mm-hmm. if you hated your significant other, but, like, you lived in New York and you didn't have time to break up with them or whatever because you, like, <laughs> were working too hard or whatever people's excuses are, now you're, like, stuck with them. You're either, like, wow, this is so right for me and life is short and I want to get married and have babies or you're, like, I hate this person and I'm kicking them out.
1: Yeah, well, if you don't even know what's going to happen next month, why would you waste time? That, that makes sense. I also think, um, I feel like, Like all the bad things that feel like they're coming to a head would have just taken longer. I'm talking personally, obviously. I'm I'm not talking about like you know the you know global things, but just we can mass
5: generalize. But yeah,
1: (laughs) but just the idea of like if I was out and about, I could do more like uh, you know go out and drink or go out and party and then like prolong a processing period. But now I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere, so I guess I have to just have this conversation tonight. You know.
5: I think life can like so easily get in the way or like distract you from like things that are happening. Like you know those friends where you're like, how are they still with this person? But during quarantine, you're just like looking at yourself in the mirror the whole day because you have nothing better to do, mm-hmm. and you're just like facing your truth. And I think it's been actually healthy for people.
1: That's yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I think I'm that friend for myself. I'm always like, why are you? No, <laughs> I'm happy now, but I feel like a lot in my past was like, how did I end up here again? I'm so yeah.
0: confused. Yeah. <laughs> Then send you to me I'm just i just be
1: I'm trying to meet mama on Okay, we have a few more left. This next one is Russell Goldman. Um, I love Russell so much. Russell and I met at Frameline Film Festival last year, which feels like 10 years ago, uh, when his short film and my short film were in the same. Bisexual block. Um, it was just such a magical experience. It was truly the best hands down the best screening we had of I think she likes it. it was like My parents were there. I was fully sold out. It was very emotional. I cried. It was just like the most I don't know how I mean It was it was very much a pivotal moment for me So Russell and I met there and then we got closer throughout the festival just going to events together And uh, he lives in LA and he's come to my shows and we've supported each other's work so I had to get him on the pod, and he talks about the, He talks a little bit about the time we met and also how much he enjoys movie theaters and the shared movie experience. So enjoy.
6: Um, I, when you were introducing me, I thought about... It, it is a good thing, but it's something I miss very much. Um, we met at, in a movie theater because yes. we met during a, a festival screening for uh, my film Summer Connor and your amazing short film, um, I Think She Likes You, and... I uh, I miss movie theater so much. That's like not a, a hot take in any way, <laughs> especially for someone who works in movies and likes them. But like that screening was one of the most exciting experiences I've had in a movie theater, regardless of like the fact that I had a film playing there. It was, it, it was like a bisexual themed, mm-hmm. uh, like evening of shorts and everyone in that audience was like so like pumped and ready to like uh laugh and applaud at like anything that was gay in any (laughs) way shape or form and you just can't get that at home like obviously you can't with like 300 strangers in like an iconic theater in San Francisco
1: that really was. I think that was my favorite screening and it was towards the end of our um run with I Think She Likes You and uh, oh yeah I didn't mention your film name but thank you for saying that Summer of Connor so fun you guys should watch it um, and he also has a new one that just came out called I Make Good Sounds at Parties or that you wrote uh, Amanda directed also very funny um, I that screening I think about that one a lot because that one I don't ever remember this but I brought my parents to that one because they live in the bay and <laughs> yeah I remember that it was like it was like a big deal for me but also just like it, like you said, it was packed. And I don't think we were invited to this, but apparently the moderators were like, it's also a bisexual day in San Francisco. And everyone went to, like, half of the theater had gone to a bisexual picnic together. So there was, like, an energy in the room that I was like, wow, thanks for the invite, guys. But I guess, you know, they were like, <laughs> sometimes you have to, the artist has to be separated, you know, uh, from the uh, the consumers. But, um, yeah, that it was, like, sold out, basically. I remember feeling like... Because most of the films were – they're all very different. They're all, like, a lot of very funniest moments. And I feel like in that theater, like, all the little jokes that everybody put in their film, like, some that they're like, this is for me, this is going to go over people's head, they all got laughs from that audience because it was, like, just a room full of bisexual people. <laughs> so, I don't know. And it,
6: yeah, it was, it was like, this, this idea of, like, as soon as – in my movie, it, it becomes – queer very quickly when uh, mm-hmm. my friend Johnny, who acts in the movie, he plays Connor, uh, like turns his head and like looks to the camera. Mm-hmm. And normally when I show that moment to people, they're like, oh, cause it's like a sweet moment for the character who's like, they're seeing this guy that they like for the first time. And I, everyone just like started uh, like losing their <laughs> shit because it's, it, it. I think it was just so relatable for the people in yeah. that crowd of like, that moment of exploration that happened At whatever age, Mm -hmm. as soon as they like kind of they saw someone um that way for the first time, they didn't know that they could have those feelings necessarily. Um, that was uh, that was a fun moment. What the fuck is self-care? Yeah, I think I know
5: what you are suggesting.
6: It just sounds depressing. Yeah,
5: yeah. It's like journaling. Writing shit that feels nurturing. I tried it out and found pain, I was circling, and started crying so hard I was
1: next good confession, comes from Irene Hartman. She claims in the episodes that she's not a comedian, but I have to say she was doing stand-up on shows when I first started doing open mic. So Irene's one of those people that I feel like we've gone through so many different iterations of ourselves together. Um, I've spent Christmas with her family. Uh, We went hiking together last year um, in Colorado for her birthday. It's just someone who I truly see like... I'm so grateful for because I feel like we see each other as these like full people. So even when there's times when I feel like I might, you know, be not my best self or there's times when we get on each other's nerves, I think it doesn't take away from how we feel about each other. It just is like, hey, today you're annoying me. And that's so rare to have friends like that. So um, I I really wanted to get Irene on this show because um, to me, she's just such a funny I mean, I see her as a comedian, even though it it was a moment when she said in her intro that she wasn't um, because she has moved on to her next chapter, which is advocating for union laborers, which is awesome. Um, I love this good confession because she was working so hard uh, during the leading up to the election. And she talks about just no matter what happens the day after the election, she's going to sleep and um, it's just so honest and knowing what did happen I feel really really um, happy to share this with you because I think we can all agree that it ended better than we expected I almost said feared because we really feared it would go awry and there's still obviously many places to go awry. but for now I feel that the hard work is working and it's due to people like Irene and every one of you, everybody who's been doing everything they can in their lives. It's all coming together. So thank you guys all for doing that. This is Irene Hartman.
0: Um, I would say, like, my good confession is I work a job that is very political. So, like, I am now officially at this point where uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh-huh. And, like, it might be a train for all I know, but, like,
2: uh-huh.
0: either way, it is 17 days until the election at mm. the time of recording, and, um, I'm so excited to, like, finally, huh. like, get into that final push, work really hard, and then, like, see where everything falls. To
1: finish the game, so to say. If you've trained, you're playing, and you hope to win, but you can't wait for the game to be over. Um. Uh,
0: yeah
1: finally we have my final confession um I always feel strange playing myself but uh I like this tradition that every birthday I do a solo confession and yes it's been a strange year so I barely promoted this one so if you haven't heard it yet I did a solo confession that was the last episode but this final good confession comes from me your father long legs daddy t uh you know me Teresa Lee and I just shared um, a very simple confession which is I had a good birthday and it was not like I didn't have a party I didn't do any. I just spent it with someone I loved and just being myself and being calm and peaceful and um it was really lovely like all of the fears and worries and pressures i had put myself through in many many past year's birthdays even though they were fun um i just kind of let them wash away and this year it was just another day where i took a little bit of time to reflect on myself and then moved on and filled it with um just things i wanted to do so that's my good confession and enjoy my good confession before I get to the meat of this episode is that it's very simple. I, I had a really great birthday, um, very simple, nothing like anything I've ever done past years when I was growing up, especially in my 20s. I always wanted to throw big parties. I always thought in order to, you know, celebrate and feel good, I had to just kind of really be as big as possible but while that was also fun this year i did something i never thought i would have wanted to do if you asked me last year woke up at sun right before sunrise um had just like a few close friends meet me um at the bottom of a hike and we hiked up to a tree uh and watched the sun come up and (laughs) all shared things we like about ourselves Wow, I could truly. Sometimes I truly think I am becoming a cult leader, but I'm not because I. You should do what you want. I. I have no interest in people following me uh, into their doom. Um, I simply love to be surrounded by friends who inspire me. So I guess if that's culty, then that's culty. I don't know what to say to that, but it was very nice. Um, So that's my good confession. I. Have no complaints and no notes for whoever's writing the story of my life. Thank you for a nice day um, I hope that this I hope that twenty twenty ends happily. That's the episode, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, I do have a quick announcement. We will be going on hiatus for the holidays. Um, not exactly sure which episode, but I believe there will be a few more and then we will be going on a break. I will let you know, okay? I mean, not that you're clamoring for episodes throughout the holidays but um i'll probably release a clip show sometime around new year's but most more than likely we'll only have a few more guest episodes this year and then stay tuned for news in the springtime about season four um it's been such a joy being able to connect with confidants during this quarantine um i truly truly at the beginning of this was so distraught that i was going to just retire this and right now i'm very very happy i didn't um I hope that it's brought some joy to your lives. I know we've all been through a lot together. I almost feel like as a country, we're going through PTSD. Um, I always say this and I know it sounds silly, but trust me there. I mean, there are enough of you that listen to this podcast that make me not feel <laughs> not feel uh, not that it would matter. But, you know, sometimes your like self-esteem goes down if nobody's listening. So there's enough where I'm like happy that there's a good listener but count. But I also will say this. I. If you reach out to me, I I might not respond like the next day. I'm not, maybe not that week, but I will definitely respond. Like I'm not inundated with messages from confidants. Let's just put it that way. If you want to reach out to me and say hi or talk to me or even like if you want to schedule a Zoom call, I don't know. Well, let's see about that one. That one I got to think about. Um, I have anxiety, not because of you. It's my own anxiety. But if you want to email me or talk to me or whatever, um, get on the Discord. You know, there's a Discord discord i'll put it in the uh my instagram bio at tell me anything pod please do because i love to hear from you guys and i really do read everything you write me even if i even if it's a busy week i might not respond that week but i always will read it and if for some reason you've reached out to me and i've never responded then i must have missed it and please let me know but i i swear i pretty much checked the email every week and look at my DMs. So unless you're like saying something inappropriate, um say hi. I really love to hear from you. I want to hear how you're doing, if you just need someone to talk to. I am here for you. Tell me anythingpod at gmail.com. That's it. Enjoy your week. Goodbye. <laughs>
2: Have you ever gotten a tampon stuck up there? You ever kicked a man in the balls when he told you how to smile? Ever peed on a guy's face for money? Well, we've got you covered. With enough stories, we'll drown out the patriarchy for good in their own semen. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl, available now on the hoo ha Podcast Network, or wherever you get your podcasts.